0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports and not just the big four bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from mma to international soccer head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's b l e a v for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts today on the patriots report chris hogan and i take a look at new england coming out of the bye and heading to north jersey to face the giants what's the biggest challenge for a player coming out of the bye week How does the team react when presented with a quarterback controversy? And who's under center this week for the Patriots? That and much more up next in the Patriots Report. All right, Chris, first of all, how'd you spend your bye week?
1: Uh, Typical stuff. You know, dad, we had our... Wrapped up flag football tournament. Um, still heavy into all the sports with all the kids. So just uh, watch some other games across the league, and you know, still have a lot of a lot of friends that are still playing. So instead of watching the Pats all you know all day on Sunday, I you know kind of skipped back and forth to a couple different games and tried to see what what else was going on in the NFL and who's playing well
0: anything strike you in particular other than the game we're we're taping this on monday or tuesday morning but that monday night game between the eagles and the chiefs that was a dynamite game
1: it was great um you know i got took the kids into the city yesterday but i got to got to watch like most of the the end of the first half and and i i kept it on it was just it was good ball i mean i know it was you know the weather was was tough and and they kind of had to deal with that but um I just, yeah. it was the first time watching the Eagles, you know, cause you know, I, I don't necessarily watch the Eagles very frequently. I still have a bad taste in my mouth from 2017. So, but that tush push, man, is it's incredible. It I is. mean, it's literally unstoppable. And within a yard, I, I remember they, they were saying yesterday, it's like, they're literally first and nine, mm-hmm. you know, every single drive. And um, they slowed it down yesterday. And, and I, and I actually replayed it a couple of times. Cause I'm like, why is this so successful? Like, why can't anyone stop it? Because it just seems like it's just this wave that just keeps going. I'm like, they must have like some guys on there that are doing something. It's really not. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. they just know how to do it. They do it. They do it well. And it's just you know, within a yard, you know, they might as well just move the chains because no one's stopping it. Um, I
0: love it. I, I love things like that too, and I love little taste of old school football. I was talking to your old teammate this week, James Devlin. And he says it still lights him up inside when you see a team in 22 or 23 personnel. Everyone in the building knows you're going to run the football, but they can't do anything to stop it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember going into a lot of different games with, you know, heavy into the fullback just because, hey, we're going to establish a run game. And this is what it's going to be. And it's the the league has changed so much. Right. It's so such a passing centered league. And I mean, you even saw it last night. Philly goes out with no tight ends, pretty much. They they lost both their tight ends. And it didn't even it really didn't falter their game plan at all just because of what they do as an offense. You know, they're able to continue to to run the ball effectively and and pass the ball. But, you know, having, I think having a fullback and the teams that still have those fullbacks, and even now, fullbacks are not, they're not the the old school fullbacks, right? That are just like, throw me in there and I'm just going to hit the first thing that comes into you know comes across me. These guys are dynamic, man. I mean, they're going out for passes. Even James, James was part of our passing game mm-hmm. and he was a good athlete and like to ha- put 22 personnel, be able to still spread out the field and use that to your advantage. I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, I know San Francisco does a lot. Um, you know, there are a few other teams that still kind of have that fullback and can jump back and forth. But to have those guys that are able to kind of do multiple different things, is it's unique. It's unique. And uh, it, it adds a whole element of, of game planning when you have to plan for a team that's going to go spread offense with 22 personnel or 23 personnel <laughs> out there. So
0: I'm yeah. fascinated by the fact, too, that – that in, and I wrote a little bit about this earlier in the year. Patriots don't have a third down back. They don't have a full back. Those were two fundamental elements of that offense for, for 20 years. Now you can make the argument that you have a guy in Ramondre Stevenson who could be his own third down back. You know, he caught yeah. 50, 60, something passes out of the backfield. He's on pace to have a really good year as a pass catcher, but you mentioned the game has evolved. The game has changed. And that's certainly the case when you talk about the Patriots backfield.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is. There's a lot of things missing in that, in that offense right now, but um you know, it, again that 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 offense was built around having those certain pieces and for so many years you know you had guys like James White right who was able to you know be a, a third down back and was so effective in catching passes and you had guys like LeGarrette bunt who you know first and second down back but also had the ability of kind of going out there on third down and being available in the pass game being able to have those types of guys, you know, to interchange that and to swap guys out, I think is just so effective and it changes the game. You know, it's, it's, it really does. I mean, you have to game plan for so much, especially if you have guys that can do multiple different things, you know, and and those guys really make it so hard to game plan around because certain guys come out and you're like, Oh, it's going to be a run no matter Mm -hmm. what. Right. But that's not the way it is anymore. You just, you have to play real defense. You cannot play for, a run or a pass and it's just those those guys really they're game changers you know when it comes to game planning and running plays effectively throughout the course of a game
0: as they say around foxborough the more you can do the more you can do for us so <laughs> let's I, i'm curious to get your 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 opinion here what is the most challenging thing coming out of the bye for a player is it to be able to get back into that mindset is it the physical aspect of it when you talk about the difficulties of kind of jumping back in after taking a couple days off what's the toughest part for a player
1: um I mean I think it 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 really all depends on how that bye week was structured you know I've been around some places where they give you the whole week off and you know some and really how the course of your season is going Right. I mean, right now in New England, a bye week could have been the worst possible thing or it could have been a really good thing. You know, who knows? We'll find out pretty quickly next week. But I think it's, you know, for teams that where you have a couple of days of work, you get to go home, you get to see your families, you get to spend time with your families. You get just away from the building. Right. Just for. A couple of days. I mean, for me, that was like gold. You know, I. I was a guy that was in there at 6 a.m. and I didn't leave until six, seven o'clock at night. And, you know, you're talking to your significant others, be it FaceTime, you know, you know, for guys that don't live with their families or even if they do live with their families, you know, you're coming home after the kids are in bed or you get to spend a couple hours with them or even with your wife or girlfriend or whatever it is. So I think the bye week was so crucial just to be able to, kind of reset your whole mentality, get to spend some time with your family and like real significant time and then come back a little bit refreshed and knowing that hopefully, you know, if your season is going well, it's like, okay, this is November, right? Bill always talks about November being the time Mm -hmm. when real football starts because now you're going into the last leg of the season. Things are starting to Pan themselves out, who's here, who's playing in the playoffs, and what are we fighting for? And this is where real football players start playing real football, right? Mm-hmm. Everything matters. Every single game matters. And this is going to matter for when you're playing in December, you're playing for a home field advantage, you're playing for a wild card, you know, anything could happen at this point in the season. So I think it's for for the bye week for across the league. I really think it's really about guys just being able to kind of reset their minds, get away from the building a little bit, get a little, hit the refresh button on themselves, on their body, you know, be able to kind of work through some of the, whether they got injuries, soreness, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, you take a couple of days off. I mean, that, what it can do for your overall health, you know, is is huge, right? And then it's like, okay, like, let's just pedal to the metal because we know that we have, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, whatever, wherever your, bu- your bye week falls in the season. But I loved having a late bye week, you know, because then it's like, all right, we got six games left, right? Literally going to give it everything you possibly have for these six games. And let's see what happens at the end of the season, right? Hopefully you're playing, you know, I, when in New England, you know, we were always in a position like we're playing in January, we're, we're playing in January. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Unless just. Everyone jumps ship, and and you know everyone you know we just roll it out there and lose six games in a row. That wasn't happening, right? So I think it was. Now it's time for us to refocus, right? And let's play the best football that we have been playing, so that when it comes to those games, when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to the you know AFC, NFC, wherever you wherever you fall, you know we're playing our best ball, and because it really doesn't doesn't really matter what we did in the previous games, cause those games are over mm-hmm. now. This is, this is where real football starts. And I was, I always kind of appreciated that talk when, when Bill would, he, you know, he'd tell everyone like, you know, there was a different, there was a different attitude, you know, coming into November where it was like, okay, this is it. Like mm-hmm. now we're playing for, for something that's meaningful and we need to kind of put even more effort into your prep and your, your game planning and all of that.
0: How much, if at all, does that change this year with the team sitting at two and eight as opposed to eight and two and thinking about home field advantage and with an eye on January? Does Bill's message change at all? I imagine it stays the same, but there's also I would have to imagine there's a little bit of an appeal to an individual.
1: Yeah. The
0: performance. And we've talked about that before, that you want to finish as an individual, you want to finish the year strong because that's your tape and that's going to follow you for the rest of your career.
1: I mean, I would love for that conversation and that talk that he's going to give to his, you know, to the team to be the same, but it's not, I mean, we're not playing in January. This is not meaningful football where these games really make a difference. I think we're, you're, you know, in my, the way that I look at it is that you're trying to appeal to the individuals on your team where this season is not over. You are a professional football player. You have a job to go out there and perform and to play. And you're getting paid to play this game and you're just doing, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't continue to put your best effort and your best performance every single week. I mean, that's going to reflect heavily on the rest of your career if you were just to go out there and not do anything well. So I think, you know, I think he's still going to give his same talk, you know, and, and I, I wouldn't expect anything else, but I do think that it's, there's gonna you're going to see some things throughout the course of the next few weeks where you're going to see guys get opportunities. You're going to see some guys that probably, you know, weren't dressed um, or they were on the practice squad and they've been there all year and they've been fighting to, you know, get up to the roster. Like, I think you're going to see some guys get some opportunities and see, okay, like, you know, we're not really playing for anything right now, but I want to see what you can do. And if you go out there and perform and you take advantage of the opportunity, this is going to help you in your career and, and in going into next year and it goes the same way. If you go out there and kind of, you don't perform and you don't put your best foot forward and you don't prepare, like you're going to be a starter or going to play, then, you know, that kind of says all you need to know about the type of player that, that, you know, that person is. So, Um, It'll be interesting to see, you know, how the next, you know, rest of the season kind of unfolds.
0: One of those things when you talk about guys getting more opportunity and guys getting, you know, maybe jumping up the depth chart and Bill seeing what he has in each player. There's a lot of talk up here in New England about that being the case of the quarterback position. I, I, I was struck by something and we're taping this Tuesday morning. Bill had his press conference earlier today and said he was not naming a quarterback to start, this week's game against the Giants, but I was struck by something that Bill O'Brien said yesterday in his conference call with us. He was asked about the quarterback situation. He talked about earning it on the practice field as a guy who's been on the practice field in those types of situations. What specifically does that look like? And how do you think it looks, it looks this week with the quarterbacks with Mac, with Bailey's Abby, even with Will Greer, maybe even Malik cutting it.
1: I think um, it's really, it's going to be all about your attitude it's going to be about their effort. Um, are they still, are they, is max still trying to be the leader of the offense? Is he still a guy that's going in and, and doing as much preparation, if not more, um, what are the other guys doing? Are they going out? Are they, they get put into a situation and now, you know, zap or will Greer, and now they're getting all of a sudden they're getting first team reps and mm-hmm. how are they, how are they managing that? How are they controlling that offense? And, um, you that that's something that i think they're the coaching staff is going to look for it's it's not you know i would expect them obviously you have to go out and perform well you know during practice and you have to be able to make all the right reads and make the throws and make the plays and and do all of those things i mean that's kind of an intangible thing that comes along with being a quarterback position you're not going to put someone out there on sunday that didn't perform well in practice and, and couldn't do the things that the coaching staff is asking of them but i think it's all the other little things it's Command the command of the huddle, right? Are guys respecting him when he's going in there and and making the play call? Are they breaking the huddle with, you know, with a a passion or or intent of, all right, we're going to, we're going to nail this play. Are you practicing hard? You know, are you doing the extra work? Are you doing the extra film work? Are you vocal in in the meeting rooms and in the walkthroughs and making sure that you're communicating with your receivers, your offensive line, all of those things? That's, that's something that I would look for. Especially with when if I'm considering making a change at the quarterback position, right? If Mac is a guy that's out there and command and it's commanding the huddle and doing all the things that you know I would expect him to have been doing throughout the course of this year, great. If Will Greer is the guy, if Bradley Zapp is the guy, if Malik Cunningham is the guy, then you know that's a different conversation, right? And to be honest with you. I, I think it's time to kind of throw someone out new in there and kind of see what happens. Give them the chance to get into a rhythm and not just judge someone off of a two minute drive at the end of the game where, and we do a you know, fake the spike and, you know, made a bad read, we, you know, whatever it is. Let the kid get into a rhythm. Let him go into a game knowing that he's going to be the starter and see what happens. You know, again, it's all about opportunity, right? either going to take advantage of it and play well or you're going to go out there and it's not going to be great and now it's a, a just another conversation for us to put someone else out there you know it's we're we're at that point of the season there's really we're, we have nothing to lose right now with throwing someone else out there and seeing what they can do and for those those guys it's all about this is a this is a huge opportunity man if one of those guys gets their name called Dude, this is for for a backup quarterback. This is gonna make or break the rest of your career.
0: You talk about opportunity. I also think that confidence plays into it as well for a young player, especially yeah. like a Malik Cunningham, even a Bailey's Appy, Mac Jones, whatever the case may be. Because I, I hate to use the phrase a winnable game, but this week certainly sets up to be a situation where you can set a young player up for success, at least when it comes to confidence, you're facing a team in New York. You're not, that's one of the things that struck me about the Malik Cunningham thing in Vegas. You're on the road. It's a loud, crazy place. You got geeked up Raiders fans over the What's top the making time? noise. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't, it didn't feel like they did a good job setting him up for success in that particular instance. If you put Malik Cunningham in this game against the Giants, a handful of plays, a dozen plays, red zone situations. You can maybe do a better job building that confidence when it comes to him. And again, this is a this the same is true for Bailey Zappi. But this game presents for me, at least, presents itself as a a, a winnable game, a confidence builder for a young player.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think if certainly if you're going to throw a new quarterback out there, it, you're going to do things that he does well. Uh, you're not just going to go out there and, and continue to probably you're probably going to run a lot of the same plays. But again, you're also going to run plays that you know that this kid is going to do well. And then I think there's also going to be some element of let's challenge the kid a little bit and see what, you know how he deals with some of this stuff and be able to you know make the tough reads and kind of diagnose the different coverages that is going to be out there. Because, you know, practice speed, game speed, two very, very different things. Right. You cut. You go into practice. You know exactly what plays are going to be called, and essentially, you know what defenses are going to be called too, mm-hmm. right? Practice is built for success. They want to see successful plays. You want to see successful plays. It's good for the offense. It's good to run those plays and feel confident about them. But come game time, could be it's a totally different animal. And I think that's where you know being the quarterback obviously is easily the hardest position to play in the NFL, you know, you have to be able to make these reads and do things so quickly on the fly. So, you know, I think it'll be challenging for those young kids. And, and, um, but again, I mean, I, for them, I, I would just accept that challenge and understand that this is a tremendous opportunity for me and for my career and for my growth as a, as a quarterback and as a player. And, you know, I think for, you know, guys like Malik Cunningham, you know, I would hope that again, like you said, you know, let's, let's put this kid in a better position to be successful, you know, build his confidence up. Don't throw him, you know, in a third down situation in a game where, you know, things were just not going well. Like let's, let's get him on the field early, get him in the red zone, get, you know, have a specific number of plays for him that, and, you know, kind of see what he can do. And, and hopefully, you know, that, you know, if that's the case, hopefully that was the case throughout this whole bye week which would give them a chance to, you know, do some game planning and, and, give him a couple different plays and then going into the week, he's able to practice and feel good about them and, you know, knows how to make the reads, know when he needs to pull it or throw it, you know? So, um, you know, it, again, it, I, I, every single game is, is a winnable game. I think this team is not like a total disaster, but, you know, again, they, they gotta have someone that at that quarterback position that's going to be able to make the right plays and make the right reads and, you know, put points on the board.
0: Were you ever on a team where there was a real quarterback controversy? You know, we always hear about quarterback debates tearing the locker room apart, and this half of the locker room is with this guy, and this half is with this guy. I know in New England it was pretty much all Tom all the time, but were you ever on a team where, I don't want to say you had to choose sides, but there was a debate as to who should be starting at quarterback, and how was that handled?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, when I played at Buffalo, I played for like – 10 different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um and you know, I think there you know when EJ was drafted, EJ Manuel was drafted, um you know, there was a little bit of a quarterback debate, you know, in his second third year and you know, they brought Tyrod Taylor in, they brought some other guys, you know, Jeff Tool started. Um yeah, I mean gosh, I you know, um, I could go up and down the list for the guys that I played with, but um I think as a player for a quarterback listen that's not your job to make that decision right Mm -hmm. and i think whoever is going to be your quarterback you have a relationship with these guys i know exactly what they're putting in week in and week out and and how difficult it is to play that position and i was Mm -hmm. always on the side of i'm going to support whoever is is throwing the football and and if it's a guy that you know gets demoted i'm still going to support him because I appeal to the player aspect, you know, the, that, that player in him, that the competitor that wants to be out there that wants to do the right thing, but, you know, maybe he just hasn't gone his way that season and that's okay. That happens. And, but it, again, they're my teammate and I was always a firm believer in supporting everyone that was out there with us. And, you know, but when you get on the field, you know, you always want to be able to have that connection with your quarterback. So you know, if it was a weekly thing, a weekly change, you know, you're you're just going to spend a little bit more time with whoever you know is going to be the quarterback. That's really mm-hmm. it, so that you guys are all on the same page. So, you know, I would expect – listen, they know who's starting in New England on Sunday. It's not going to be an a up-in-the-air decision come Sunday. You know, I think someone's getting the first-team reps this week, and we all know who it is, or Bill knows who it is. And I would expect all those those young guys, the receivers, the offensive line – you, know, you just got to spend a little bit more time with the guy, you know, make sure that he knows what he's doing. Make sure that you guys are all on the same page so that, yeah, this is a, it could be a kid that hasn't played a lot with you, you know, in a game with you guys. And, you know, you, it would be wrong for you guys not to spend a little bit more time with him so that he can be confident. You guys can be confident and you can go out there and play fast and, you know, try to win a football game.
0: All right, let's get to it. Patriots, Giants, Thanksgiving weekend in North Jersey. I can yeah. think of no better place to be on Thanksgiving weekend in than North <laughs> Jersey. I think Mac is going to start this week. I, I think Mac is going to play because I don't think that Bailey's app gives you necessarily a better option. I think there's a chance that we see some Malik Cunningham in some of those red zone packages again as, as an opportunity to kind of set the kid up for success. What's your sense I as don't to how things gonna are going to go this week? What's up?
1: I I don't think Mac is going to start this week. Okay. I think that it's going to be – I don't I don't think it's going to be Malik. I think, obviously, I think he's going to be a, uh, you know, by um, situation. I think mm-hmm. that we could see him in, in the red zone or, you know, some third down stuff or even early downs just to kind of give him a different look. Um, I think you're going to see Will Greer or or Bradley Z- – or Zap, Zappy mm-hmm. or however you pronounce his last name. I think you're going to see that. Um, and, and only because I think – they obviously made a change right in Ger- when they were in germany i think there's going to they that's on their minds i think they're going to want to see what this kid can do will greer has also been a kid that has played and he has been out there and and he has some snaps underneath his belt and i think going into next year you're going to want to know what what he can do if if this is going to be a, a kid that you're going to want to have throw into the mix in the quarterback competition and be a part of your team next year so i think and and you can't do that in practice it's just you practice again. It's a totally different animal. So I, I would expect to see a, a mix of these quarterbacks in, in, over the next couple of weeks. I This week, again, I don't think it's going to be back. I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to make a switch. I think that they're going to want to see somebody else kind of commanding the offense a, and kind of see what happens you know, maybe it's a different, a different energy, give life to the team that's just been struggling all year round, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, maybe this is something that, you know, it could be a very positive thing. Um, You know, it could also obviously go the other way too. And and that's, they, they have to go into that with that expectation with probably three quarterbacks ready to go into that game. Mm -hmm.
0: I, I, it feels like, Will Greer is the last offensive card that Bill Belichick has to play because yeah. we've seen over the course of the season, okay, well, this isn't working. Well, let's try this guy. Well, this isn't working. Let's try this guy. And a lot of these guys have worked. You know, we've talked about pop Douglas now being the most dependable receiver on this team. Uh, you know, they've tried Malik Cunningham. They've, you know, they've gone to Ramondre, they've gone run heavy the last couple of weeks. And we've seen a lot from Ramondre. It feels like Greer is, the last option that we have not seen that could theoretically give this team a spark.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think um, he's been in different offenses. He's been in the league now for um, this, what this is his fourth,
0: Fourth, fourth I think year. third or fourth year. Yeah.
1: Third or fourth yeah. year. Um, so obviously he knows, you know, what game speed is like. He knows how to play the position. And to me, might be the last card, but I think it might be the best card right now. Mm-hmm. I honestly think. I, listen, I've been around Will Greer before, so I've I know him. I, I've I've seen him practice. I've seen him throw. Kid, I mean, kid can make all the throws. Um, and again, he's been around a little bit and kind of knows how things go on Sundays and what to expect. You're not gonna, you're not necessarily gonna catch him off guard with how fast things are going on Sundays. So I think that could be the D card to play and kind of see how he manages that. He's been there now for, um, you know, however many weeks he's been there. He's obviously put in the time. He's going to be studying the game plan and, and know the offense. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, that could be a little bit a different a different life for this team, you know, to make, make some throws with a guy that's been around, you know, we'll see. You know, obviously no one knows other than Coach Belichick, but – we can we can all make assumptions, but I kind of I kind of like the play of throwing Will Greer in there.
0: It's gonna be interesting to see. It, it really will. Thanksgiving yeah. week, Patriots Giants at MetLife Stadium, Sunday at one. I'm curious. We hear stories in the media sometimes about guy. He's given them Thursday off. He's given them Thanksgiving off, which has been the case in the past. What was Thanksgiving like for you guys? When you played for the Patriots, did you stick with the family? We've heard cases of, you know, younger guys going to teammates' houses. How did it all kind of break down for you guys when you were in Foxborough?
1: Um, when I was younger, you know, and this is going back to my te- you know, when I played in other places too, I was always a guy that was, uh, I tagged along. <laughs> yeah, so whoever invited me over, I was going over there because, you know, family wasn't with me and you know, all like, so I used to spend it with other people's families, which was, honestly, awesome, man, it's. It's really it's a blessing to be able to have be around teammates that are so willing to take in guys and um I've spent it with coaches families before. Um when I was who, in the who had the best spread?
0: Who had the best spread <laughs> of all the places you went to? Who had the best who had the nicest layout when oh, it came man. to Thanksgiving dinner?
1: When I was when I was in Buffalo, uh, I used to go to Eric Wood's house. He was a longtime center up there in Buffalo and and those guys, I mean offensive line used to have a challenge, right? Who could, they used to weigh themselves before and then after dinner and see, uh, I'm pretty sure they changed the rule in Buffalo on the NFL. Cause you know how you have to get weighed in every single year mm-hmm. and you're, you get fined per pound that you're overweight. So mm-hmm. those guys made sure that they were weighed in on, on Wednesday after they left the facility so that they knew that Thursday was going to be a total disaster because these guys were going to eat so much. Um, those guys in Buffalo, they they did some good things, man. They used to you know, deep fry a turkey or or three or four turkeys, and and uh, you know the the wives and the families were so awesome, to be able to spend. It. And then uh, when I was in, in New England, I used to y'all you know, start having kids, and and my family used to you know they came up for a few Thanksgivings, and um, yeah, you know, which is fun. I mean, a time if you get off for that entire day, it's just. It's kind of like a – it's another – it's an extension of your bye week almost where you just get a day to kind of relax and, and spend time, and, and, you know, with your family and kids and your, your your significant others or whoever else comes up. So, um, you know, it's, it's a it's a fun thing, and I love being able to, you know, with coaches, that, even for them too, man. I mean, they, they put in more work than all of us, and they see their families less than everyone, you know, because they do so much prep and so much work for – you know, the three games ahead of schedule and those guys look forward to Thanksgiving, you know, they get to go home and see their families and spend time with them for, got you know, for however many hours it is. That's like so meaningful to them. So um, it's a, it's honestly, it's a great time of year, you know, for, for everybody, for, for all the families, you know, in the NFL. And um, I did, I, I definitely had some good spreads in Buffalo. I'll tell you that much. There was, there was some good food. I mean, you know, when uh, my family used to come up, we you know obviously would make our my you know parents would make some their my mom would come up you know brother my 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 wife and the kids and you know it's it's just fun man you know trying yes. to f- force your children to eat turkey and stuff that they're not used to eating is so much fun really enjoy <laughs> it
0: <laughs> it's a great holiday it really yeah is. yeah, I, yeah. I, but before we wrap up here I want to ask you a few quick questions we can go rapid fire. Um, when it comes to the Patriots this year, who is your team MVP through the first 10 games? The most valuable player on that roster through the first 10 games.
1: Um, I mean, I, I wish he wasn't hurt. I, I was going to say Kendrick Bourne. Um, but right now, I mean, I'm going to have to kind of say Pop Douglas. The kid is, you know, he's stepping up and in all the right places. He's he's grown. Um, obviously, there are some things in the beginning of the season that. You know, you've seen guys, they they go throughout seasons, they fumble once and it's all because they got the case of the yips, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't let that, He obviously, I know that he got scrutinized and criticized heavily on, you know, that following that game, you know, in the film room. And, uh, you know, for a guy to be able to kind of accept that and then move on and work on it and then to have not have to fumble again, I love that. Um, And I think that he's been a guy that's going to continue to grow. And I I do, I really do enjoy watching him play.
0: He's your team rookie of the year as well. I imagine that was the next question. Yeah, Yeah.
1: gotta be. I mean, again, you know, Christian would have been the guy, you know, he, he would have been right up there because of what he was doing the first half of the season. And, you know, that's, that's football. I mean, injuries happen, but you know, all of those younger kids, there's a lot of, you see so much, so much potential in some of these younger kids to be able to be uh, good football players.
0: I'm flipping it around. I'm going, um, my, my team MVP is drill peppers just because he's managed Love to that. hold things together, kept yeah. the defense competitive. And I will give pop my, my nod for, for team rookie of the year. I want to get your league wide pick for MVP right now through 10 games.
1: McCaffrey. I want to see it. I want to see a non quarterback win this, when this award so bad this year and, um, obviously I've been around Christian and so maybe it's a little bit of bias, but honestly, man, that's one of the best football players I've ever been around. Um, you know, excluding Tom, but this guy does everything and the amount of work that he puts in throughout the year. I mean, this is a three sixty five thing for him. And he is just tirelessly working. He cares so much about whoever team he's on and winning football games and playing well. And, uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was. <laughs> it was funny how they kept him in in that game and tried to get him to keep the uh, touchdown record alive for consecutive <laughs> touchdowns in a game. But you know, at the end of the day, man, that kid doesn't care. You know, he yeah. doesn't care about the stats. He just wants to win a championship. And um, and listen, he's he's been staying healthy. You know, knock on every piece of wood that you have, and and he's been playing. You know, really, really well. And and so I think um, yeah, he's my he's my MVP right now, league wide.
0: I'm going the the same theory. I want to see a non quarterback win, but I'm going to go with Tyree Kill. Uh, yeah, I mean point. he
1: would he'd be my second man. I yeah. to be honest with you, I watched him the other day. That guy has he has evolved into a hell of a receiver. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean and he's, and he's not. And we talked about that before. He's not just a deep threat. He can go underneath. He can go. He can go across the field. He can jet sweep. Whatever you need from him, he can deliver.
1: Yep. I mean, he literally you can't touch him at a line of scrimmage. Someone was, I was watching a game and someone was like, why don't they press this guy? Because they can't. (laughs) It's like, it's literally, if he's just, he's going to run around him. He's going to run around people. I mean, you have to just hope that you get two hands on him. Because if you don't, I mean, that's, that's a bad, bad thing waiting to happen to your defense. He's just going to make a play. I mean, he's been, he's been lights out too. So it would be, it would be cool to kind of see one of those guys win this year.
0: All right. We got two minutes left. I want to get your pick for who's going to the Super Bowl. Not who's going to win it, but but which two teams are going to be in the Super Bowl?
1: Uh,
0: I'm going to gosh. stick with mine that I had at the start of the year, even though Buffalo struggling a little bit. I had Buffalo and Philly, so I'm going to stick with that for now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think watching the Eagles play last night, I think they kind of have, uh, have the edge in the NFC. Um, the AFC is a toss-up, man. Right. I, I really don't know. I mean, I think Buffalo has – got to start playing some better ball. Um, I think they – They've been a little, you know, inconsistent throughout the year. So, obviously, I love you know, I love that team. I think they they have some really really good players. Um, you know, the Ravens are playing really well. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those. I really do. I think it's going to be the Buffalo, the Ravens, or Kansas City. It's got to be one of those three. I mean, they're kind of separating themselves at this point in the year and how they're playing. Um, and I, I really, I think watching the Eagles play last night, I think they kind of. They kind of, I'm going to give them the nod to be in the Super Bowl again, as much as it pains me to say it.
0: <laughs> Chris Hogan, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Take care and we will talk again next week. All
1: right, Chris, have a good Thanksgiving.
0: Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro in amateur sports, and not just the Big Four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today, and remember to use our promo code BLEEV that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.